Well, good morning. I hope you're having a great day this chilly Memorial weekend. But God is still good, right? We're wrapping up our message series here, Moving Beyond the Norm, and we're going to be talking about the return of hope. You know, hope is one of those things I think a lot of times we struggle with because we're not really sure what to hope in, and we kind of b bounce back and forth between what we hope in. And it can be a really difficult thing, but I hope as we journey through today that you'll really explore your heart and your mind and Jesus and see the reality of what hope is all about. Let me ask you a question. Where do you stand with this popular challenge or, or viewpoint uh, in our world today? You know, we go one way or the other. And the viewpoints are either seeing is believing or believing is seeing. Where do you stand on that? You know, I think if we're honest with ourselves, so often we fall into the prey and trap of the world from that was always there from the beginning of the time to, 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 to uh, today. And that is, I will believe it when I see it. Right? That's how we live. That's how we walk. You know, as long as I can feel, touch, as long as I can explain it, then I will believe it. But until then, I uh, just don't, no, don't get it. But you know, all throughout the Bible, we see something different. In this world, we see something different. That things are revealed when we take the step of belief. You know, recently I have been enjoying the podcast called Science and God with Dr. G. One of his podcasts talked recently talked about the pop, this popular statement, seeing is believing. In other words, I believe what I can feel. I believe what I can see. Uh, the, this often shapes how we see things, how we view the world, our beliefs, our behaviors. And in this podcast, Dr. G discussed how astronomers weigh the galaxy. It was truly fascinating. See, there are two ways that astronomers have, have always weighed the galaxy to see how big it is, how massive it is. The first way is they measure how bright the galaxy is. You know, the idea and the logic behind that is, just like with a light bulb, the brighter it is, the more mass it has. Right? And so, that, based on that understanding, as long as they can see, if, if the galaxy is brighter, it's, they can show how big it is. So they measure the light. The other way they've used to weigh the galaxy is called the Vario Theorem, which is basically the more massive a galaxy, the faster it spins. And so what they do is they measure and they watch the stars how fast they go around the galaxy. And based upon how fast they go determines the weight and the mass of that galaxy. You know, putting these two methods together, you would assume that they would agree, that they would match up with each other. Right? But something was really found in this study. These two estimates of weighing the galaxies actually disagreed with each other a lot. They disagreed with each other a lot. And they were confused. They were perplexed. How, what's the problem? You know, this is basic science, basic understanding. And then there were a couple astronomers who found something from this. What they found is that there's a whole lot more mass to the galaxies that do not shine. Making it difficult to truly measure the weight of a galaxy. And they gave this thing that they can't explain, that they can't see, that they don't fully understand what it is, but they see the effects of it. They called it dark matter. And so they have dark matter. They're trying to figure out what that is. And in all their attempts, no one has been able to see what dark matter is. No one has been able to identify what it is. 
but they all agree it exists. There's something we can't see that makes this bigger than, and wider than what it really is. Another fascinating astronomy phenomenon happened in 1920, began in 1929 with a guy named Edwin Hubble. You probably heard that name. And he learned that the universe is, is expanding and is constantly expanding at a steady rate. And he saw the galaxies were moving apart from each other and he saw all the expanse of them. And it was just steady and a, and a continual process. But then something fascinating was found in 1998. They found out that the galaxies are not expanding steadily, but they begin to accelerate in their expansion. It's almost like in a car, you go in cruise control, and all of a sudden someone just hit the gas pedal and it revved it up. And that's what happened within the galaxies. And, and, and astronomers begin to see that there's something invisible out there that's creating this to, to build up, to build up, to build up. And we don't know what it is. We can't explain it. We see the effects of it, but we don't get it. You know what they call it? They called it dark energy. They can't see it. They can't explain it. But they know, they all agree, it exists. Here's the wild thing in all this. When you add all the dark matter and all the dark energy out there in the galaxies that make up our universe, it comprises of 95% of the universe. 95% of the universe is invisible. We see the effects of it, but we can't really explain what it is is you know it creates a mass it creates energy we can't explain it but we just know it exists and all astronomers agree that this effect these these sources are out there but they can't figure out what it is and all of astronomy that we know in our textbooks is actually only five percent of what we can see five percent of what is out there you know the truth is in the bible you know we often struggle with what we hope because we often try to lean on what we can see, what we can explain, what we can determine. But so much more to life, so much more to this world, so much more to the universe. And everything that is, is beyond our understanding, is beyond our way and ability to explain. The Bible says it in Romans 1.20. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what was, has been made, so that people are without excuse. What it's saying here is, hello, from creation, from the beginning of times, in the creation of all the galaxies, in the creation of this world, my visible qualities, God says, what you see reveals the reality that I am God and I'm here. All throughout creation, he reveals that. God revealed his visible qualities in creation to reveal the reality of who he is in the invisible world. And since the beginning of time, that's been his story. And since the beginning of time also, it's been the same story, different generation. We put our hope and trust in things that we can try to understand things that we can grab onto, things that we can, we, we can feel we can determine on ourselves. But all this stuff passes away. We put our help, hope in all this stuff, in like the 5%, when in reality, there's 95% of greater things out there. If we just trust him, 
because in the blink of an eye, all this stuff will be gone. I know when I was a teenager walking the halls of my high school, I thought, boy, the world is so big. The world is so, I got so much going on. Now I'm here. And before you know, it's like, where did I get, how did I get here? I got wrinkles. I've got gray hair. hair. How did this happen so fast? Because the world passes by so quickly. What good is this world? If we put everything into this, then what? Then what? You see, hope is confidence in what is beyond our understanding. That's really what it is. We put, so often we struggle because we put hope in things that we can explain, but we find confidence in our hope when we put it beyond our own understanding. Hope is found beyond what you can see, what you can feel, what you can understand, what you feel you can prove. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So what do you hope for? What confidence do you have in that hope? How often do we limit God in all that he wants to do in our life because we focus so much on the 5%? Because we focus so much on what we want, on what we can explain. It's almost like we live life with tunnel vision. You know, because... We put our hope in things like, I want this. This is what's going to make me happy. This is what's going to fulfill me. This is going to be everything I want. It's everything about me, me, me. And we get so focused on this that we miss out on the reality of who God is and what he wants to do within me. You see, it has to move beyond myself. The more we focus on me and what I want, the more we get disappointed. And we're so focused tunnelly on that that we miss out on the adventures of what God wants to do with us. And it just leaves us disappointed. You know, we have what I like to call the effects of bounced hope. So often we live life and things are going really good and we have hope in what we feel we achieved or what we feel we have. And then things kind of shatter all around us and we realize, what do I have my hope in? And we leave broken and, destroy, and, destroy, and destroyed within. Let's be honest, this past year of COVID and everything that has gone into play this past year has been so difficult for so many of us, not just emotionally and spiritually in so many other ways. We've just been beaten down. And for many of us, we've really struggled because we put our hope in certain people and certain things. And also we realize just like that, it can be gone. And we're left disappointed and broken. That's the bounce hope. You know, when others disappoint us, when others let us down, when hope just seems so lost, what then? What then? Let me just ask you, how have you been disappointed? How have you been disappointed? In what ways have you been let down? What ways do you really struggle with hope? Many times we struggle because we grasp on everything but God. We live in that tunnel vision. All we see is what I want, and we miss out on the reality of what God wants to do within us. All that he has for us. The invisible qualities of the reality that he is God. Confidence in ourselves, confidence in what we feel we can achieve, it's going to be gone. You're going to be so disappointed if that's all you have. I'm telling you from experience, you're going to be so disappointed. 
at some point we need to live beyond ourselves because that is where hope is found. The more you live for yourself, the more you'll be unsatisfied, disappointed, unfulfilled, and broken. But the more you live beyond yourself, live beyond the norm of what this world says, the more you see life and life to the fullest. Romans 8, 24 and 25, Paul wrote this, For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. You see, what we see, what we can understand is really no hope at all. It really isn't. It just, it just breaks us down. But when we move beyond that, when we see what God really has for us in the invisible qualities of who he is, he opens up life. He opens up the reality of, who, of what he wants for you. And he has something great for you. Stop putting so much effort in what you feel you can achieve and run towards him. You know, we really need to think about this. We reap what we sow. Have you ever thought about that? I mean, that is a really challenging verse. One that we need to not just gloss over, but one we really need to take to heart. We reap what we sow. What we put into are the rewards that we can expect to get. The Bible says in Romans 6, 8, whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. What this verse is saying is that when our focus is all about me, what I want, what Bill can accomplish, what Bill can comprehend, what Bill can do for himself, whatever it may be, to make myself happy, to satisfy my desires, if that's it, if that's your focus, then this world is all you have. This is it. Enjoy it. And I've lived long enough to realize that this world is not that great. This world is not everything is cracked up to be. All the pleasures I thought I wanted, all the pleasures I thought I strived for, just left me more and more disappointed. For me, the more I followed that path and the older I got, I just realized how broken it left me. It really did. I remember when I was a young kid, sit in the back of my parents' car in the drive-thru of McDonald's. I, I've been bringing up McDonald's a lot. I've been probably spending too much time as a kid at McDonald's. But here's the thing. I was sitting in the back of my parents' car in a drive-thru. It was night, and I remember looking out the window at the stars. And I just began to ask myself, what is really out there? What is all out there? What is there more than I can understand? What is more than I can see? I mean, is, is what Jesus says, is that really true? Because if it is, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. And that's what began the journey for me to really give it all to Jesus, to live beyond myself. Be, you see, because Jesus says at some point, if you want to experience life, if you want to experience hope, if you want to experience all that I have for you, to come to me. He said, come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. All you who are broken, just come as you are, and I will give you life. He says, if you just come to me and surrender it all to me, give it all to me. More than anything, I want a relationship with you. This is what it's all about. I want you to be real with me, and I want to be real with you. 
I want to give you everything I have, but I want everything that you are. Live for me, he says. Follow me. Follow the spirit I've given to you. See, the spirit that is what Jesus gives us is part of the Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that the Bible teaches us about. Of the triune God and who he is. God is one. And Jesus in John 14 said about when I go up to heaven, I'm giving you my spirit that will teach you and guide you in all the truth. Everything that the spirit guides you is from me. The spirit is like our conscience that tells us wrong way. Don't turn right. Stop it. Make the right choice. And so often we tune out that spirit. Why? Because we get tunnel vision. Tunnel vision for what we want. But Jesus says, if you truly do this, if you surrender to me, give it all to me, then your reward will be far greater than you could ever imagine. Far beyond your comprehension. You don't even get how amazing the reward I have is for you. Don't miss it. Not just in this life, but for all eternity. He said your rewards are forever. But here's the concern I have. I feel that so often... We get so tunnel visioned, we get so focused on what we want, on what we feel we can gain in this world, that when eternity is brought up, we just kind of downplay it. Why? Because we can't grasp it, we can't see it, we can't fully comprehend it. So we just downplay, ah, that sounds kind of cool. And we get so tunnel visioned on what we want in this world, that we miss out on the reality of eternity. But think about it. If you go for all you want in this world, you can enjoy it for what? Around 70 years if you're good and healthy and lucky, right? Got about 70 years or so. And it just goes by like that. Then what? Eternity is forever. It's a long, long time. Are you willing to gamble what God may have for you in eternity for what may feel and be so cool right now. Are you willing to gamble that? I mean, Jesus talked about heaven in great lengths in the New Testament. You can read about it through the Gospels. You can read about it in the book of Revelation. You know, heaven, just in, a, is, is in its actual sense that Jesus said, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. If you've surrendered to him and give your life to him, he says, hey, I'm building you the best resort you could ever have in my kingdom. Maybe that's why the universe is expanding like crazy. Because God's been busy working. He's been building stuff for us. And he says, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And I'm going to come back and take you there. And not just that, heaven in its, in its appearance is so ma- amazing that its most basic and least uh, part of heaven, its pavement, is gold. Your most valuable thing in the world is my pavement. So think about how great heaven is, how great this resort is going to be. And not just that, all the pain, all the heartache, all the hurt, all the sickness, everything that you deal with in this life, it's gone. No more pain. No more sorrow. And this is forever. Forever. 
You know, here at Impact, we believe the importance of moving beyond the norm and, and living to please ourselves, to really living for Jesus and investing in Him and seeing what He has for us to live beyond ourselves. And in this journey, we've really identified what we believe are the core values that we strive to live out here at Impact, what we all strive to live to do to ex fully experience Him really quickly. The first is to invest in our relationship with Jesus. Like I already said, our relation this is all about a relationship with Jesus. It's not about do's and don'ts. It's about building that relationship with Him. He wants you to experience all of Him. And He's trying so hard, so desperately to live life with you. In fact, He even died for you. But so often because we get so tunnel vision and focus on what we want, we don't take any time to spend with Him. We want all the blessings he gives, but we don't want to hang out with him. But Jesus says, I have something so much better for you if you just invest in me. Hang out with me. See what I can do in your life. The more we invest in him, the more we experience him. Secondly, is to invest in intentional biblical community. It's so important who we surround ourselves with. Who we surround ourselves with matters. You know, this world has such a great influence on our minds and our hearts. And we surround ourselves with people and videos and other things that constantly just control our minds and our hearts. And that we never f surround ourselves with wise counsel, people who love us, people who truly care about us, who will help us and guide us in making right decisions. Who you surround yourselves with matters. And that's why we strive with growth groups here at Impact. And finally, investing and serving others together and sharing God's love with them. You know, we want to share what God's given with us, with others. Pour out his blessing in other people's lives. That's why we did the commitment cards last week. You may still have a commitment card and haven't turned it in yet. And you can still turn that in this week. You know, I really challenge you to pray about that. The first commitment was tithing. You know, really partner with us and seeing what God has for you. You can learn, listen to the, the message last week about it. Here's the thing. We have so much more that we want to do as a church. We have a phase two budget that we would love to get to, to see God open up the doors for so many more things. But we're not going to move to the phase two budget until we hit certain financial be benchmarks. We don't want to get ourselves into bad positions. And we need you to partner with us to, so that we can move to those future phases to see what more God can do through us and within our community. You know, we want to do more things for God and serve in the community. But the reality is we need you. That's why the other commitment on that commitment card was volunteering. You know, when we use our gifts and talents to serve God, it's truly amazing what he does within us and through us. And we would love, as the world starts to move back to normalcy, to get things revved up here at the church again. For example, we have Impact Kids in the first service, and we only have a, uh, the elementary in the second service. We would absolutely love to get elementary or Impact Kids back to full serving both services. But you know why we can't? Because we don't have enough volunteers right now. We need you to come back. We need you to partner with us so that we can do all the things that God has for us. We need you on the safety team. We need you on the tech team. We need you in the cafe. There's so many teams that need you right now as we get things back up and going. Will you partner with us? Will you allow God to use you and see what he does through you? Because when we move beyond ourselves and live for him, there we have hope that we have confidence in. See, the Bible talks about hope as a certainty. So often in this world, we live as, as hope as kind of like a maybe, sort of, if a coulda, right? That might happen. But Jesus said, my hope is secure. Why? Because what I've said has always come true. 
I fulfilled all these prophecies. I've revealed myself in so many different ways. I have always come true. And because of my faithfulness in the past, you better believe I'll be faithful in the future. When I say hope and my hope is secure, it is 100%. It's 100%. See, hope is experienced when we trust God and move beyond ourselves. That's where hope is found. Friends, we need to be honest. The more you live for yourself, the more you're going to be disappointed. It's just life. It's the reality of it. We weren't made for ourselves. We were made for something so much more. Hope is found and experienced when we truly move beyond ourselves, when we trust Jesus fully. God, the creator of everything that is, specifically designed you for something special. Look what's written in Jeremiah 29. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. The Bible continually is consistent with its message. God has something in store for us if we just trust him and follow him fully. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In me there is hope. In me there is life. If you just trust me and follow me, I will bring that to you. I will reveal that to you. Within your mother's womb, God was developing you for something special that will only be experienced in a full relationship with his son, Jesus. And so often we miss out on what God developed us for, what God designed us for because of our unwillingness to go into a full relationship with Jesus, and we just miss out. And we live unfulfilled, we live broken, we live beaten down. You may not be experiencing it in the moment. You may be thinking, Bill, I don't see it. Life is good. Well, enjoy it. Because it doesn't last. You know, the Titanic was an amazing thing. You know, all these people jumped on this ship. The ship that was classified as the ship that will never sink. They had so much faith and hope in this ship that it was going to do amazing things, get across the ocean faster than anybody could ever in that time. And all these people loaded this boat without even knowing the danger that was ahead. They had no idea. They were focused on what they felt they could achieve. What they could do for themselves. That they missed the iceberg that was dead ahead. And here's the crazy thing about the iceberg and the dangers we face. You know, the iceberg just had a small piece of it sticking out of the water. That kind of gave a red flag of the massive danger of what it was underneath the sea. And so often, that's the dangers of this world. We see a little glimmer of a flag, a red flag, danger, danger. And we think, oh, it's not that big of a deal. And we miss out underneath the sea the massive danger that's about to sink us and destroy us and bring us down. All because we were so focused on what we felt we could do for ourselves. That we missed out on the reality of what God has for us. Jesus says, just follow me. Just surrender to me. And in me you will have hope. Paul wrote in Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. Who have been called according to his purpose. When we surrender to him. When we choose to follow him fully. The Bible says he will work out all Things for good. That's the return of hope. That's hope. That's only found in him.
It's only found in him. Jesus has something special for you. He wants you to experience the hope that only he provides. And it's time for us to move beyond the norm. Move beyond ourself and experience him. Let's pray together. Father, in this moment, I know we're all at different places. Some of us are at a pretty good place. Some of us are at a place maybe we're beaten down. But Lord, in this moment, may we lean on you. Father, we just want to experience you in all your goodness. Lord, help us to see you. Help us to know you. And help us to surrender to you to experience the hope that only you have. It's in your name we pray. Amen.